Hello and welcome to another episode of Cranky Talk, a show for av geeks and non-av geeks alike. We tackle anything related to airlines and sometimes beyond. This week we have a special guest, Courtney Miller of Visual Approach, also my partner in crime on the Cranky Network Awards, and we're going to do a bit of a deep dive into the awards this time, Court. Yeah, so uh, the awards were absolutely fantastic. Uh, I think the emphasis of partner in crime needs to be made on the crime uh, because that was your jacket for the evening. How dare you? <laughs> Let's go to the tape. What did the results of the survey say from the breakfast the next morning? No comment. That's what I thought. Yeah. You suck. Anyway. I even fixed that. I fixed that vote. I still lost. I know, which is great. <laughs> um, and yes, you can hear Dave laughing. Dave is here as well, as always. Uh, and we're just going to get into this a little bit. But uh, Court, uh, scale of 1 to 10, how did it go? 42, Brett. I'm going to go with a 42. Uh, <sighs> math math is not your No, that's how we pick the winners, too. <laughs> um, look, I... I think it was great, right? Uh, I'd say 9.5 because uh, we did leave half a point open to receive some pushbacks from Southwest on some technical difficulties, which was which was oh, very fair. Yeah. Very fair comment. Much appreciated, yeah, actually, since we're going to roast them. We want people <laughs> roasting course, us back. Course. No, that's part the of night the night was great, right? Um, you know, just yeah. compared to last year, which was great. Um, we got through a lot of kind of the the technical challenges we had. We had a lot of fun. That was the difference for me this year, Brett. I had a lot of fun. I remember a lot more of it than I do of last year. <laughs> well, last year was the first year, so we didn't really know. You know, we were so worried about it. We also had some last minute issues with the venue last year. Like, yeah, did, did you guys have technical technical difficulties last year? <laughs> this, I don't uh, recall anybody ever talking about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> May have had some AV issues as well. We, but but I okay. So this year the venue, uh, events on Jackson, yeah. so good. They were amazing to work with, like super responsive. So that was great. Uh, and the room was cool. Like I, I definitely thought it worked out well. Um, AV worked out. All that was good. And of course, uh, we do have to shout out Andrew and Graham here from Bullpen Strategies, who uh, basically put the whole thing on. So uh, let, let's let's not forget about that. How how great of a job and, they did! And if you don't know Andrew and Graham, uh, Andrew is the gentleman pulling his hair out in the AV stand at the back of the awards, and Graham is the invisible hand that that's handing us awards during during the event. Uh, but yes, and, and Andrew also, uh, people may know here, he works on, uh, helping with the other news of note in Cranky Network Weekly, and he's the one who writes most of the, uh, Cranky Weekly Review, so, you know, he's Andrew's moment of levity, he's a man of many talents, and we definitely couldn't have done this without them, that's for sure. Yeah, if you've ever laughed at anything that Brett's published, it was likely Andrew. This is, this is... <laughs> Not I don't, true. I, 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 don't, I don't have a script for this one, Brett. I don't know what to do. Do I get the do I get the tiebreaker? I'm going with Dave on this one. <laughs> no, there's no tiebreaker. No one gets any tiebreaker. Um and uh let's also uh one more shout out here because we could talk about the caterer that like everyone was great in, in the venue and all that, but uh let's just talk about 
Phoenix, Sky oh, Harbor, yeah. the airport man. So good to work with, so helpful and involved, and um, really wanted to to like you know be a part of it all. Like putting together the whole video that we did with them was really fun for me when we did that, and they were just really engaged. They got ton of people in, in the town to come out with visit Phoenix and Arizona office of tourism, like really good to work with them too. Everybody in Phoenix. I mean, this is, it, it's a partnership, right? And they helped out with the venue. Uh, Lexi was incredibly yeah. helpful. Uh, no, Phoenix is great to work with. Yep. 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 All right. Well, so at this point, what I think I want to do here though, is uh, I want to talk through kind of the night and some of the awards we, we don't need to go through all the awards like i think some of the winners it was pretty obvious why they won um you know but some of the winners maybe there was a little contentious uh feeling on them i definitely had a couple people like i can't believe i didn't win or i can't believe this didn't win and um you know that's fun so uh it really yeah, it was wild when that table got flipped <laughs> no no table flipping Listen, Dave, no one is going to flip a table with that beautiful model on it from Boeing. That's why they were on the tables. Oh, that's like no one wants to hurt yeah. a, a, a model. That's not that's a, that's the true crime. Uh, so, yeah, that's why we put them there, I think, actually. Uh, but let, let me roll in here. So the night itself, we did get a little bit of a late start there. Apparently, the AV people, their their computer crashed like right when they were starting it. So uh, did not hit D0, not not ideal, but that's okay. At least it all worked fine from then, mostly, mostly yeah. except for the spirit acceptance video, which we have learned the quality of the video was too good, and that kind of made it too laggy. So next year, spirit, we need you to do a worse job on the <laughs> please. I don't mean the actual content quality, to be clear. Uh, but let, let's roll into uh, one of the ones that I, I think was fun in the beginning when we did. We had the sexiest new route long haul, right? And, I mean, there are a lot of good options here. There's, there's like, Delta to Cape Town, Air Tahiti Nui on Seattle Papiete, uh, which this was our ongoing joke. Some of these we had so much trouble pronouncing that I said court should go up there and pronounce Cape Town as Cape Town. <laughs> Just because the rest of them were ones that we couldn't actually pronounce. Uh, but we got it done and learned that it is, in fact, Honolulu to Rarotonga on Hawaiian that was our winner. Uh, and But Hawaiian couldn't make it, which was a bummer. So, Court, we had to figure out a plan there. Yeah, so, well, listen, first of all, anybody listening to the podcast is technically savvy enough to go to YouTube and watch the video, so you should do that. Uh, because the the entire actually not the entire night's events the the awards were were filmed uh, but so we had a challenge uh, Hawaiian won an award and they weren't able to make it so we had to find the next closest airline similar to United Airlines yeah. to accept similar to United Airlines you mean Hawaiian Airlines Freudian slip Hawaiian Airlines <laughs> so so right like. We thought about it like you can't have an actual competitor except, right? Like if we had uh, – What, Island Air? Like, I remember, <laughs> <laughs> Island Air? <laughs> Just pull it from the graveyard? Okay. Is that what's happening here? No, we – I mean we had like some ideas that were, you know, well, uh, we had a couple of people at the awards that used to work for Hawaiian 
but they tend to work for some of Hawaiian's largest yeah. competitors. Like that probably wouldn't have been so great. So, so this is kind of when we got the idea, and I don't even remember who had the idea, but it's when we got the idea for the uh, the uh, airline with its largest hub on an island in the south of a country. <laughs> Which, man, thank you to to uh, Andrew over at Porter for playing along with that we didn't know if he'd be willing to go along with it and he totally did which is great oh andrew uh, so andrew pierce uh accepted the award on behalf of hawaiian airlines now andrew pierce is of course porter airlines in canada the operating off an island airport at the south of the country we didn't say which country um yep. we certainly didn't say paradise um you're saying toronto is not paradise not in February. Okay, fair. Uh, but uh, Andrew played along. I thought that one was absolutely fantastic. He did a he did a great job. And of course, Porter's very active right now as well. So it it was just a great opportunity to showcase. Right, and, and they were a nominee for our next award, which also the winner was not able to show up for, which was a different circumstance because they were in Minneapolis. Uh, sun country there and had a bit of a snow problem so that was a real bummer there but fortunately when they told us the day before they weren't going to be able to make it we worked with them we were able to get them to to record a, an acceptance video from from out in the great white uh, north there um, but on the calculated risk one I, I do think it's worth talking about a little bit because this is one that I had people say well I'm surprised, uh, you know, you, you pick Sun Country refocusing on Minneapolis over um, certainly Porter's E2 order. That's a that's a big, big move up in Canada that it, they I really hope have calculated. Um, but also the other one that people were really talking about was JetBlue and Spirit. Like that's that's a huge calculated risk as well, taking them over. Right. Um, so. I mean, Court, why did you settle on the on the Sun Country option from your perspective? Because you told me to. That's what it is? No, that's not that's it. That's how we're doing this? So... <laughs> the internal the internal work. <laughs> if I knew it was that easy, there. I wouldn't have even talked to you. I would have just done it. Yeah, wait till we get wait till we get the flight number. Oh boy. Um yeah, look, I think what's really interesting about twenty two from a network perspective is a lot of these calculated risks were uh just in how the airlines were pulling back as opposed to moving forward. That's typically what, what we've been looking at. With Sun Country, you know, we are seeing some early results of this being really successful, right? I mean, it's a calculated risk. It's one that hasn't entirely played out yet, but but one that, that seems to be working in their favor. I know another one was, was Allegiant, kind of doing the same thing, kind of pulling back. Well, but theirs was more um, just pulling back growth, not like a shift in network strategy. No, you're right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I guess it's it's, it's the the uh, what do you call it the the null alternative, not not moving forward. Porter uh, made the decision. Of course, they didn't actually launch until this year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is until, for 22, this year. so it's not. Yeah, and and I just I, I liked. I mean, just for me personally, I liked what I saw out of out of Sun Country. It's it it turned their strategy for me in my own head, which means nothing, into a coherent there's just this this simplicity, this coherent strategy about it. It just seems like a very calculated risk. Now the reason it's risk is because now all your eggs are in one basket. 
Right, which is kind of where it comes to me. Like I was focused on the risk part of it. And for me, with Sun Country, look, man, all you need is one airline that happens to have a hub in Minneapolis to be like, mm, I don't like this anymore. And you're dead. <laughs> like That's it. I mean, sure, you can fly around Amazon packages or something but and do charters, but your scheduled business really relies on that. Now, I don't... I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, this is the calculation because, you know, if you are uh, the widget there, would you rather have Sun Country in a very specific type of market with, you know, a clear focus on leisure? Or would you rather create a vacuum and have something come in that may be worse for you? Um, and I, I mean, I think that's probably part of what goes into it. But that's what I like is like this is an existential move that they're making here, whereas if we look at like JetBlue and uh, the acquisition of Spirit, um, like that's one that does JetBlue survive without it? I mean, maybe they're telling DOJ they don't to try and, you know, suggest they are. But <laughs> JetBlue survives without it. Right. Uh, it, it is a calculated risk to make this move to try and do this acquisition. It could go very wrong, but it probably is not the end of you if something goes wrong. Whereas with Sun Country, it, it feels much more dire. It's a it's a bigger risk for that airline. I, what, what I so obviously it's a huge risk for JetBlue to do whatever it's going to do with Spirit. But what I did like about that in the context of of this award is kind of that risk reward ratio, right? It's really risky, and I'm still not sure what the reward is. And of course, <laughs> we don't even know if it's going to go through. Um, that's not a slam on JetBlue. I have plenty of those for other conversations. <laughs> this is just more about Sun Country and what they've done. And it's it. I guess I guess Brett, when it comes down to it, you know, this is a tip of the hat. This, we we think this is a a smart risk, even if it's not fully played out yet. Yes, uh, I would agree. It is so far proving to have been a smart thing to do. All right, let, let's talk about uh, one of the more fun parts of the evening here. How about the Matchmaker Award, Court? Best award ever, I'm just going to say. <laughs> but, yeah, this was so fun. And, uh, really, thank you to Frontier because this is an award. This didn't have nominees, right? And, and this year we didn't announce the winners to any of these in advance, but the winners knew uh, that they were winning. And this is one where it was a matchmaker award. So it was uh, awarding Frontier for Spirit and JetBlue getting together, which I had no idea if they would accept this. <laughs> to be clear, not all winners knew. Those that had nominations didn't know they were winning. These were the individual awards. So uh, Frontier decided that they were willing to accept. Um, and what I guess I didn't know was the amazing gusto with which Daniel Schurz would bound up to the stage with this big grin to accept the award. It was amazing. You mean you mean the leprechaun? The leprechaun, excuse me. The tall leprechaun, yeah. The all green. All green, but yes. top to bottom. Yeah, we did learn something from that, that really, if we want to say things after we announce the winner, if Frontier is the winner, we don't have any time. There's no time. <laughs> he just bounded to the stage. That, it was Very amazing. enthusiastic. That was pretty amazing. I, I was just glad that they were willing to accept it, because you never know. They say, oh, well, it's, you know, it's, it's we don't want to do this or that. But ultimately, like, they were happy to play along, which was great. 
let, let's move on here to the most promising new partnership. And I don't know that we need to spend a ton of time on this one, but there are probably a couple of things that are worth pointing out here. So the winner to, on that one, of course, was United and Emirates coming together, uh, which I just like that one. First of all, for the complete uh, 180 that United made with the ME3, right? This isn't just signing up a, a new partnership. This is a whole change of mindset, which is very good and very welcome, uh, I think, in the industry. Uh, as American has done with uh, Cutter before, I should note there. But uh, but also, like, it's kind of the anticipation of this. It's very promising, like, what they could do with Emirates. There's huge opportunity there as this evolves. And so I'm very curious to see that. But there, we did have a little bit of debate on this one, Court. Well, I mean, look, it, I think what we were most fascinated about, and this, I don't know that, I, I don't know how much we debated with each other rather than just kind of with ourselves on, on the direction we wanted to go with this one. Um, yeah. You know, the, right, right. the other topic of conversation or the other nominee of, of conversation really was, believe it or not, WestJet and kind of the government of, of Alberta, not Ontario, Alberta. Yeah. Um, there is no, no agreement with Ontario there, except <laughs> yeah, that they no, will clearly. shrink and disappear. Which has a lot to do with the agreement with, with Alberta. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, then we kind of got back into the, you know, kind of the core question of what, what is a partnership versus, you know, that, that we're really looking for in, in this context. I mean, what WestJet has done you know, in Calgary, uh, pulling the 787s out of Ontario into Alberta uh, or back into the Calgary area. Um, and just you know, massive growth. Massive growth, of course, um, which which includes, you know, the, the new agreement with Alberta. Um, you know, we really kind of liked that. We think, thought that was, that was kind of new and different. And so we kind of thought about what we wanted to call a partnership. Yeah, I, I think for me, I mean, I was I was thinking about WestJet initially, and then the more I thought about it, it's like, well, it's a partnership, but it's not, you know, the, it's not like a partnership between two businesses with a strategic goal. It's it's a bottomless pit of money on one hand, uh, and then WestJet, <laughs> and so, you know, the dynamic is a little bit different. Not saying that I would never pick a, a government. I guess you could call it a public-private partnership, not in the sense most people use it. But um, I it's not saying that I would never pick that. But I think I give more uh, more credence to the ones that are between two different businesses, especially when it was such like a complete change of attitude and mind on this thing. Yeah, I, look, I think the United Emirates, that's – it's a big deal, right? I mean, it it kind of fits – fits within the confines of what we were looking at from partnerships before. I think because of that, we, we tried to kind of expand beyond that and, and stretch kind of how we thought about the award. But in the end, United Emirates is, is the biggest partnership. Has the most potential, most promising. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a good point since there's yeah. another one, maybe. Moving on to <laughs> best. Okay. Court, you like matchmaker. My favorite award was best airport partner. Uh, this was so good because I we went out to the airlines and we said, who are your favorite airports to work with? Because the way we've built the awards is very much 
airline focused. The whole point is we want it to be about the airlines. We want them to be able to come, celebrate successes, have a good time, schmooze with each other uh, in a completely non-antitrust way, if anyone's wondering in the government, to be clear. But, you know, this is the kind of award where we were able to flip it around a little bit and say, well, it's still about the airlines. So airlines, who are the best airport partners that you work with? And we made it about people instead of about just the airport. So we wanted to reward the people that are doing a really good job. And hopefully that, you know, sets a model that other people in the in the airport side look at as well and say, oh, they're doing a great job. We should pay closer attention. This was the best award. I mean, so we had, what was it, uh, six people, like individuals. So the individual was yeah. was nominated. Uh, by right, the airline, two from two from Edmonton, but so it was five airports, but six individuals. Correct. Yeah, yeah you're absolutely right. Five, so five nominees, which uh, ended up being six people, and no, this this was this was the best. This was of of all the things we do. Is this the only only one we can really kind of call legitimate? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because we don't pick the winner. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's actually yeah. <laughs> Especially when we have to explain to people uh, how sexiest long haul is short hauler pick, but okay. this this was a big deal. These were the big winners of the night, um, and of course the big winner was Anthony Gilmer from from Louisville. And Louisville is not the winner; Anthony Gilmer is. Right, right. Anthony gets the trophy. He can show it off and tell everyone else they're not allowed to touch it, and uh, you know wear his victory with pride out there. Uh, but I mean, I hated picking a winner on this one, frankly, because these all got such good, positive remarks from the airlines that it's like, all right, well, we, you know, you got to pick one. So we went with the one that had like the most positive feedback that we were able to quantify in a sense, just based on who got back to us. But, uh, but everyone there, like the airlines like working with all of them and it was really cool. Yeah. So for next year, I really think we're going to need to go by quality just because now they know how we pick it they can stuff the ballot box but um well no they can't because it well it's the airlines i mean yeah i know you're absolutely right and, and so you know i think for the airlines and and you know just want to make sure that that you are reaching out next year i mean we're full year away but this means yes. a lot to these guys you know to be the best in in their field um and this 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 one actually was my favorite and anthony Man, he he killed it. He gave a great oh, yeah. speech, and and um, it was that and that jacket. jacket. Excellent, excellent blazer. Yes, excellent blazer. Great my, work. The, my favorite, my favorite blazer at the entire event. How dare you um, again? I, I, I look. I I love Louisville. Uh, if anybody wants to send Dave a blazer, oh, they're oh. not sending you. They're not sending you a blazer, big guy. It's not happening. <laughs> All right. I think you have to show up for the Derby for that. I'll go to. That's, those are their Derby Blazers. Listen, if there's an excuse for me to go to Louisville, I'll go. Uh, anyway, right. what's the next next award we want to talk about? Oh, uh, the next one is the most contentious of all. Most most clever flight number. I don't think people realize how close the awards came to not happening over this stupid award. <laughs> we had multiple calls <laughs> that involved multiple people because there was a clear division here. I was surveying people not in aviation. I, I was even brought yeah, in. Yeah, even well, Dave. Dave. Was in. Exactly. 
Yeah, yeah. I was I was brought in to 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 help with this, and I just yeah the the deliberation on this was uh you know was heated heated. But anyway, you things, guys can talk. Things about were it. said. Well, look, things it came down called. to two. It came down to two, right? It came down to either Sun Country eighteen eighteen from uh, Omaha to Minneapolis for Peyton Manning's number because of what's the call court? Omaha, Omaha. That's the audible man. Come on. I know. How else is? I know. I just wanted you to say it. And, and then there was United seven six nine from O'Hare to Barcelona, which uh, you know those are the the second row last three digits of the magic square at Sagrada Familia in Barcelona, which I I understand is complicated. <laughs> what was the Scotty Pippen one? It's the Scotty. Yeah, Pippen this is Scotty Pippen one. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, all right. But I think it, I mean there was a clear divide, but we had people waffling back and forth as we went back and forth on this, and it was crazy and. I know we almost did the the two awards, but listen, Graham man. is Graham is dead to me. He because he, he totally left. He totally left me hanging. Well, listen, because he thought <laughs> that the flight touched Indianapolis. He thought it was Indianapolis to Omaha. Close enough. Like, it's Minneapolis. Not There's no city closer to Indianapolis than Minneapolis. Any Apolis will do. Any, any Apolis works. This, but he just completely fell off at that point. It's like, nope, I'm out. But I just kept focusing on clever. I I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I love the Sun Country one, but the United one, dude, it's, it's so clever. Like they have so many flights to Barcelona already that there's only so much you can do, right? Like you've got to you've got to dig deep. And man, did they dig deep? It it is questionable how much time they spent on that that they probably should have been spending doing other things. <laughs> at united but i for one am very glad that they do this yeah look i mean now we collectively have spent so much time on this yes in the end the cranky network award team came together and we made a decision decision under protest by courtney miller nope calm it down all right let's let's do two more here one let's talk about the network victory awards so this is alaska uh, from Seattle to mid-continent flying. So basically anything between the Rockies and the East Coast. Uh, and, man, this award is so fun because this is one that's based on strict performance, and there's no real limit. So we just kind of mess around and look for options, which, you know, it's it's a lot of data work. And, and the thing I think is fun on this one, too, is then when we get our data work, we go back to the airline and say, hey, is this correct? Like, we're not asking you to say, you know, oh, you know, this is one percentage point off or whatever it is. It's more like, is what we're seeing, is this right? We, you know, we want this to go to you assuming this is right. And we've never been told we're wrong yet, <laughs> which is great. We've, we've so. not been told we're wrong, but we have been told that we, that they think that we found things that our competitors haven't noticed yet. Yeah. Yeah, which is tough because we want to give awards and we have been told, like, we don't want to accept this award, which we can't, we're not going to say who, but it's happened more than once. Mm -hmm. And it's frustrating because we found some cool stuff, but I guess we're doing good work if they're like, no, please don't talk about it. But in the end, like for that award, the, the ones that have nominees, like, there's no one gets a say in that but the ones that don't have nominees 
they have to accept the award or what's the point? <laughs> like we can't we can't just say, okay, you win an award. No, no, we don't want it. Nothing happens. Well, that's stupid. So, you know, we're going to find airlines that want to show off some of their better performance. But, uh, you know, if this keeps happening, airlines, just be warned. We may have to do something about it. I don't know what that'll be, but if we found it, we're, we're going to talk about it somewhere probably. We'll just present it to your competitor. yeah look but so listen we we jest about this but alaska like this one was kind of an easy win when we started to dive into the numbers i think the hard part with this one was just identifying it like putting the boundaries around exactly what it is we're we're awarding here once we did that like wow look at alaska right and this year was tough because everything is doing well like you start looking at q2 data and stuff is off the charts Right. And so, you know, to find something that stands out above the already like high watermark that's out there, uh, you know, for us, that was the mission. And, and with this, it happened like it popped once we saw it. I mean, they, they are doing quite well in those markets. Agreed. Yeah. Congrats to the Alaska team because they've they found quite a little sweet spot there in the mid markets. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's just do one more here before Dave loses his mind. Yeah, it's uh, lost. Mo- <laughs> Done lost. Thank That's you. True. Let's talk thank about you. Let- thank you. <laughs> Sounds lost. <laughs> let's let's talk about the most improved network, which is the big award because we don't like to say best network because what you inherit doesn't count. It's what you did with it in the last year. Uh, and this is one that I think probably caught some people by surprise that the winner was uh, frontier for its shifting into larger cities. I find this fascinating and this is really kind of a new reality of what we're seeing in this high fare kind of capacity constrained environment. Um, but, but frontier, I mean, look, frontier is an airline that, you know, the ULCC half, almost half the ULCC market in, in the U S leading into a potential potential scenario where they're yeah. the only one. Um, or the, the big competitor spirit, um, you know, turns a little blue. So, you know, the, the movements that, that they've made kind of shifting away from some of the smaller cities, not entirely, but moving into the big cities, becoming or taking advantage of a lot of that spill uh, was was quite impressive while they continued to grow as well. Yeah, and we pulled a bunch of numbers on these. We didn't put them all out there, but the one that I think stands like stands up most to me is when we looked at December of 22 versus December of 21 uh, and we compared percentage of flights, not seats flights, uh, but the percentage of flights that were between two cities in the top 50 MSAs in the country, as opposed to those that may have touched something outside of the top 50 on one end, um, the percentage between the top 50 grew from 79 to 88% of Frontier's network. That's not a small shift. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. And I think, you know, we saw Spirit do the opposite. Not not actually the opposite. They've just grown into smaller markets, more of those medium-sized markets that we saw. Uh, they haven't pulled mm-hmm. back on, on the big markets. But, I mean, to me, this is Frontier just trying to prepare for the JetBlue acquisition of Spirit. Say there's a lot of opportunity I mean, for them, and they're going to start moving now, so they have first mover. Yeah, if you kind of put a, the, the the ULCCs on a spectrum, and we'll set aside Sun Country for for a moment because that is now Minneapolis, but you've got kind of Allegiant focused on the smallest of the markets. You had 
frontier kind of in the middle, but still hitting a lot of those smaller markets. And then Spirit tended to be the large market. Character. And higher frequency. Frontier is, and higher frequency. That's that's yeah. a great point. Frontier is definitely shifting, you know, toward the higher, uh, the higher side of that of that spectrum, the higher or the larger size city of, of that spectrum. Um, at a time when Spirit may be may key <laughs> word there be planning on kind of moving away from that, whether or not they say they will. Well, sadly, we will not have that resolved by the time of the 2024 Cranky Network Awards. Uh, Maybe next year. So listen, we may need to call Daniel and rescind his award for the Matchmaker Award if things don't go through. But next year, I could see, here's my prediction for next year. The winner for the Matchmaker Award will be the DOJ for the rematching of Spirit. (laughs) (laughs) Something tells me they're not going to accept that one. Uh, I don't think we're going to know by 2024. So I think we're still going to be out there twisting in the wind. But since we are talking about 2024 here, let's wrap this up. But let's remind everyone, mark your calendars. February 22nd, we will be doing it next year. Uh, Thanks to our host airport, which is Oakland International Airport, uh, we are going to be doing it in uh, in Berkeley, and we have found a pretty cool place, a pretty cool hotel. Uh, we have a few learnings from this year to apply to next year to make it even better, uh, including finding a sponsor for the after party. Am I right? Uh, and you know, mm-hmm. hopefully uh, you'll be able to join us there, and uh, and we'll do it do it again next year and see what this year has brought. You have any uh, parting comments Her- there, Court? Berkeley 24, baby. Yeah. That's your parting comment? All right. That's it. Fair enough. Uh, Before we go, I do want to say one thing. Uh, Dave and I have made the decision on Cranky Talk here. We were doing it every two weeks. We have decided to not do that anymore. Uh, Cranky Talk is being taken off of any schedule. So whenever the uh the desire strikes one of us to record something we will do it but otherwise we're, we're not going to have it on a regular schedule anymore uh, if you like this decision you can email us at info at crankyconcierge.com if you don't like it please email dave at crankyconcierge.com and he would love to to hear how much you love him and need him to be there more regularly i'm pretty sure yeah, no, Brett's not lying there. I do appreciate everybody who uh, has ever approached uh, uh, me, and I guess Brett, um, about uh, <laughs> how much they enjoy this podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, anytime there's something uh, something topical to pod about, we will be there, but uh, no longer a regularly scheduled thing. But if you have topics you want to cover, you think we should talk about uh, that where Dave's expertise would be particularly valuable. You know, sure. email us at info at crankyconcierge.com. Yeah. Uh, you have anything else to say on this before we sign off, Dave? No, that's it. I, you know, again, I appreciate everybody who has listened over the last few years. This uh, grew out of the uh, pandemic um, as, you know, a, a different thing that we could try. And uh, it's it's been a great experience for the most part, except uh, – Except those few off off scripts <laughs> moments there, the ones you don't, uh, the ones you cut and don't show people. Yeah, the oh, ones that I cut and don't show people. The blooper reel is oh. extensive, um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, those are 
that's that's gonna be it for me all right well court thanks for joining us this time around and uh we will be back whenever we feel like it bye